202. That's right. Episode 202, baby. <laughs> I think Fresh Machine is pulling into the station. Honk. How you doing? Good, Eric. I'm really oh. just vibing out today. It's a blustery, snowy day outside the area. Um, mm. But... Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like a little falafel in here in a little toaster oven. I got the Rick Owens and Aesop candle, a glow in. <laughs> I'm I'm getting toasty on the outside. I'm still frozen cold on the inside. I got an ice hold cart heart mm-hmm. like the weekend. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you uh reiterating the fact that you have a Rick Owens candle burning for me and the guests right now. Uh because I have one as well. And mm-hmm. You know, just like the Parmesan shaker at Subway, it is coming down outside. And I got to <laughs> say, I love it. I feel so cozy in here with my my Aesop uh, amenities mm-hmm. <laughs> and this beautiful light that's coming into my apartment and this little like snow tornado that's forming in the courtyard. <laughs> it's kind of nice. It really is blustering. I, I, yeah. I think it's cool we're in the t- same candle clan. That was why I mine as I saw yours. I could basically smell yours through our MacBooks. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a, you know, Soldier Boy says, kiss me through the phone, but Think Fresh says, smell me through the Zoom because I see this, <laughs> this white ceramic cup glowing right now, Ty, and it feels really good. Dude, the way it's lighting up your face right now is like a Christmas tree lighting up a smiling child. <sighs> Or you, I, you look like the I artist when it. they open the toaster. When they open the toaster, <laughs> yeah. and they get that red glow on their face. Mm, yeah, the red glow is iconic, Ty. Um, I will not be copying a Christmas tree <laughs> this year. I'm just going to be huddled around my uh, Rick Owens Aesop candle. Mm-hmm. But all the Dude, presents will be underneath it as well. <laughs> I bet most sandwich artists, like, the lower half of their face is more tanned than the upper half of their face. Like, you get that toaster tan. <laughs> From opening the oven all day and getting blitzed by that heat. Mm-hmm. Looking spooky as ever. Wow. Yeah. That, you got to protect yourself from things like that. You know, no long hair. You know, your hair has to be in a hair net. Um, mm-hmm. No scarves, no long sleeves. All of these things can catch on fire if you're operating a, you know, industrial-sized toaster, <laughs> like at Subway. Mm-hmm. I remember when I used to work at Salem Foods, it was the same thing because any of those things could also get caught in the deli slicer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, worst case, it you know could catch your hair and it would pull you down and cut your head open. That does sound like worst case. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you don't yeah, want to get slurped could... up in there like milk to go. <laughs> Eric to go. Exactly, Eric to go. Strawberry flavor. Um, it's unbelievable the things that you know you hear about in the onboarding process at a deli tie. Yeah, real talk. <laughs> Damn, that that seems scary to be like you're just slicing up some some pepperoni for your fat client, and it's pretty whack. Mm-hmm. But you get whacked by the deli slicer. Yeah, I know, right? Your loyal client Bill comes over and he says, "Let me get three hundred of the head cheese," and uh, <laughs> he was not expecting you to, you know, take it that literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never really thought about like workplace safety as a requirement for the sandwich artist wardrobe, but it absolutely is. 
not just the toasting Eric, but think about the sandwich preparation. <laughs> like you don't need those like like Princess Bell sleeves on your cardigan getting caught in the marinara sauce. That's a health hazard. You're absolutely right. And do they have aprons nowadays? Uh, I don't remember if they do or not, but the apron is a key element in protecting the subway uh, tailored garments. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but I like the, as a patron, I like the additional layer of fabric protection between my sandwich and my artist's groin. Like the more mm-hmm. things we can put in between those two <laughs> things, the better. Like I would yeah, exactly. like a little chast- a chastity belt there too. <laughs> I would like an, an additional sneeze guard actually on, mm-hmm. you know, that was like waist high because when you think about it, the cutting board is right where the other six inches are located. Ty. They're right next to each other. And, right. you know, one slip and that bread knife could go from the cutting board to cutting dick. Wow. So really we're protecting both our assets and theirs with a tool like exactly. this. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't mind that too, Eric. Uh, the sneeze of the lower body <laughs> apart. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. uh if you're not careful, Ty, you might find an extra calamari in your sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Good thing we had lunch already. Yeah. So I feel like extra thick denim, like a nice like 18 ounce like raw denim would be important. Nice nice and stiff. (laughs) Just keep keep everything down and contained back like when you buy a sandwich. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the teenagers, um, you know, army, army fatigue, you know what I mean? They uh, help keep the boner down in school. (laughs) <laughs> and they also help, uh, you know, the bread knife from, you know, staying out of any protected areas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there are slips, you know, like you're cutting <laughs> a thousand sandwiches a day. Eventually you might slip up and you don't want that. Yeah, exactly. Like the weird part about sandwich artists is they do the exact opposite of what I was taught in woodworking class, which is cut away from yourself. They always cut towards themselves. <laughs> So every single slice of a foot long is a liability to the artist. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're right. Um, at least they don't cut like Kendall Jenner does. Have you seen, you, you watch the Kardashians, right? She, and there, there was a clip where I think it went viral, but she uh, cut a cucumber by holding oh, yeah. like, she crossed her arms and, and was cutting it. And uh, it just seemed very awkward because, you know, she was like holding on to the smaller end while cutting off the big end. And then, you know, it was, just, it, it was a viral moment for the show, Ty. And I wouldn't want something embarrassing like that to happen in front of me while I'm ordering a footlong. Mm-hmm. You know, what's so funny about that iconic moment is the cucumber <laughs> is the most obvious. It's so obvious how to cut that thing. Like I could forgive her for other vegetables, an onion, a carrot even, <laughs> but the cucumber it knows how to be cut. It's asking you. The form is asking you. Kind of like the you just cut your foot long lengthwise. You'd be like, what the hell, man? <laughs> Did you do that? Like, are you new here? Yeah, that is like some breadstick type shape that could be interesting if it wasn't filled with ingredients time. 
Um, but yeah, I, I also believe they have some kind of slicing device in the back. Um, we saw this, you know, in our research early, <laughs> early on the pod, um, where they'll just like rip through several vegetables, you know, sometimes multiple vegetables at a time mm. through the slicer, kind of like at the deli, um, mm -hmm. gave me real PTSD. Um, they're pushing P, I'm pushing PTSD. And <laughs> yeah, they're put, pushing P eppers through that thing. Eppers, very nice. Eppers. I, I'm not really as concerned with that as I am with uh, that fi the final slice, Eric, that last mm. big chop for the... I, you know what I'm going to ask my sandwich artist to do next time? I'm going to ask them for the Kendall crisscross when they cut my sandwich art sandwich in half. You know, like, <laughs> when, can I get a little... When the sandwich artist cuts themselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> want to see a trick? Yeah, I think... Do you think the sandwich? <laughs> yeah, do you want to see? Do you want some extra sauce on that guy? <laughs> yeah, a little extra marinara. Damn, that's a uh, scary man. I, I don't know if you can trust that many people with sharp objects. And like, you know, when you become a cop or something, you have to have like some kind of criminal background check in order to like wield the gun. Um, what about subway? Like, yeah, sure, we gotta protect ourselves, but what about the safety of others? Do we ever consider the fact that? these, you know, dull knives could inflict some serious damage on an unsuspecting patron. Yeah, that's a good call out. I think I'm, I would be more concerned <laughs> with their like mishandling of the food itself. Be, and, and like most countries have some sort of like safety program before you work in food, right? But mm -hmm. I, I actually, I don't really care about that. The knives are the important thing. But here's the, like, at any given time in America, I bet there's like, 200 people juggling knives like right now someone you know might be juggling a knife that sounds like a skill that you, you would possess like you have like weird juggling ability and i feel like you've tried to juggle knives before i already know that there's like some new year's eve clip of you maybe like you know 2012 or something juggling steak knives <laughs> wow you think you know me so well eric but i have yet to ever juggle a knife the only thing i'm juggling is uh all my priorities, all my brand deals, all my, all my millions, <laughs> all my friends, you millions. know? <laughs> this guy's juggling pussy in millions, bro. Yeah. So Damn. no knives have entered, entered the equation yet. But the fact that people can be unlicensed to do that is like way more mind-blowing than chopping a sandwich in half. But the challenge is like those people practice. Well, actually, sandwich artists practice too. Yep. how come there's the, they're both humans these people can <laughs> juggle them and these people can't even cut my foot long perfectly in half like they always miss it's always six and a half inches on one side it's it's amazing how the same dna can produce two different results ty <laughs> yeah like we're all human but then i then i think about that situation and i think like are we all human like what's going I mean, on it's here? a good it's a good question like there's humans that have walked on the moon mm -hmm. you know what i mean and then there's there's also humans who like can't get a girl's number at at the club. You know what I mean? Those are two probably the same person actually. Now that I think about it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you were if you like made the decisions in life to end up like on the moon, if you've like navigated there in your life, then you probably haven't navigated into any pussy. That's true. They're they're, they're exploring a different type <laughs> of unexplored territory. 
Yeah, exactly, Ty. They're they're touching down in a different unknown territory. Wow. Poor, the uh, shout out to my astronauts. Like, if ladies like give the astronauts a chance. <laughs> exactly, Houston. We have a problem. I can't get hard. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Damn. Yeah. I want to. I want to tell you. I want to talk to you about some uh, deportes today because we are well into the World Cup, mm. and. You know, seeing as we are big beer bros, triple Bs, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to, I don't know if you know this yet, but I wanted to just let you know that there is no beer at the World Cup. World Cup is in Qatar this year, mm-hmm. and they banned beer in the stadium. So I just want to, like, dive into that with you because I think, you know, in your world, beer and sports are hand-in-hand. Hand. For me, it's Gatorade and sports go hand-in-hand. Hand. So mm-hmm. I just want to get your take on what you, how do you feel about the beer being banned from the World Cup? Well, let me tell you, Eric, never in my time did I think I would witness <laughs> prohibition. But here we are. This is prohibition. And this is prohibition. As you know, I don't ever roll up to any sports activation without at least <laughs> one Budweiser to crack. Uh, <laughs> whether it be the tennis court, soccer mm-hmm. court, hockey court basketball court <laughs> uh like l- court of law <laughs> <laughs> exactly i am present and i am buzzed so i feel for both the patrons of these games as well as the players who don't have a a cheeky shot of tequila before they run on to get the nerves out or a celebratory mm. whiskey afterwards mm. Absolutely. They're not even going to pop champagne in the dressing room after mm-hmm. the World Cup. They're going to, you know, pop some, like, I don't know, plum juice or something. Yeah, dude. Qatar seems like the kind of place that would ban sparkling water. Like, they got nothing to work with there. They really They're don't. They're the in the air. Yeah. Do they have electrolytes on hand, even? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they at least have the electrolyte powder. That would be the easiest thing to probably smuggle in. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. How do you feel but, about it, Eric? I mean, I feel I'm I'm conflicted. I feel two ways on it. One is, you know, I feel sad because this is a global sport, and nothing brings together people like alcohol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like when you go to a bar, and I don't know, maybe it's like France versus Belgium, and then you got like, you know, one French guy and one one German guy, and then. You know, the German guy and the French guy, you know, are cheering for France. And you go, yeah, let's cheers to that. Like, that's like, that's a beautiful moment right there. It's like, they're from two different places, but we can unite ourselves. We can align ourselves to this one team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that simply does not exist. Also, there's like, big, like, fighting culture <laughs> in the FIFA stands. Um, so that won't be taking place as much. Maybe mm-hmm. more. I don't know, Ty. I'm not, I'm out, I'm out on that one. I don't know which which way it's going to swing. Because um, just being so sober would piss me off as much, oh, yeah, <laughs> as much as uh, my team losing. Um, it, it's tough because, like, like, sports are, like, fun and all, but it's the beer that you're drinking while doing the sport <laughs> that adds the flavor. Like, that's where it gets interesting. Quite literally. Both, do, both playing the sport and watching. It's kind of like the sauce of this. If sports were a sandwich, 
it's like going to Subway and getting a foot long. And then in Qatar, they don't, what, no sauce for your sandwich? It took the fun out of it. It took the flavor out of it, the soul. They took the soul out. They took the soul out of me. <laughs> what is that? Fuck, what is it? So that's from a song. But um, the other part of me is happy because they're like, you know what? This is our culture. We're going to say, fuck, fuck everyone. <laughs> No one is allowed to drink, and I kind of respect that too. It's big alpha uh, host city energy. Yeah, I mean, in some ways it's like kind of cool. In other ways, when they're like, "Hey, you don't be gay," it's like, oh, "Do you really got to be like that?" <laughs> Today I feel gay. Yeah, don't don't tell the Qatari <laughs> government that. But I, I understand like where you're coming though. From a beer perspective, it's more just like we don't we don't really do that here. Um, try some of our plum juice. And uh, in like things that are less like life or death, I could kind of get down and try the local cuisine, which is um, free spirited, I guess you could say. Wow, what very well said, Ty. It's free of spirits mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, damn. Well, I'll be I'll be consuming the games at home where I have my Budweiser on tap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually installed a tap in my sink just for Budweiser and Mm. um, I will be waking up at 7 a.m. drinking Budweiser sleeping from 11 till 4 and then you know going out at night that'll be my schedule for the next little while but um, happy to say that Croatia beat cursed the cursed Canadian team Mm. pretty happy about that yeah that must have been a very divisive game for your um, your bloodline (laughs) Yeah, you would be <laughs> you'd be surprised at how one-sided it was for me in my head, Ty. I have no allegiance to the Canadian soccer team. They don't even call it football. That's a good point. I mean, fair enough. The Canadian is they're not they're not known for their soccer, their football. They so they why would they have any loyalty? They haven't done anything to prove themselves yet. Literally, that was their first goal ever in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just happy they got one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's how nice Canadians are. It's like the Raptors, you know, get knocked out, get swept in the first round of the playoffs. It's like, I'm just happy they made it to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Go team. Yeah. Damn. I did see your favorite team uh, blow out the Cavs last night. This yeah. is a sports podcast now, by the way. That was the second time they've played the Cavs this season. The second time they've whooped their ass. Cavs are such a funny team. It's like It's like they assembled every tall white guy in the NBA and they said you're all on one team now (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're right hey you know what let me just look at my calendar here um where is it not this week Ty but next week the Raptors are playing the Lakers on Wednesday December 7th really cross conferential Exactly. And what I think we should do, Tom, <laughs> this could be a horrible idea or a really brilliant idea. We should go to our studio, mm-hmm. watch the game live on TV, mm-hmm. and record a listen-along episode. Ooh, that's could a even live stream it. could live stream it, or we can just, like, watch the game and talk during the game. Like, like two-hour-long podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm open to this. I, I do want to <laughs> uh, the Raptors trump the Lakers. Eric's team is the Lakers. He's been very vocal about that. 
in the past. Yeah, exactly. I think it'd be pretty fun. We could, um, we don't have to talk about basketball the entire time. We can just talk and then comment on the game occasionally. I think it'd be pretty fun. Mm. Workshop this new format for the show. I think, you know, in the pursuit of always improving constant iteration, I think it'd be pretty fun. You have to always, you have to take one step back sometime to get two steps forward. <laughs> so I'm open to this idea. Excellent. I'll see you on it's, Wednesday. It's funny because it's like, there's already commentators for the game. So how do we add new value, Eric? Well, Ty, we're not going to be on TV, so we can say, you know, bad words. Mm, good point. And we can, we can call, you know, we can call, uh, What's what's uh what's who's a what's a bald guy on on the Raptors? <laughs> oh, I don't think we they I don't think they draft bald people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well we can find a bald guy and then call him an egg, you know, yeah. things like that. Okay, okay, I'm sure there'll be uh one of the actual commentators is probably bald. I feel like that's a good job for bald people. Exactly, we can keep the commentating to the eggs. Mm-hmm. And me and you can actually be like interesting and funny. Yeah. Unlike this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. The Andrew Tate can be courtside commentators on the game and we can commentate mm-hmm. on them. Yeah, exactly. I, I always say funny things. I was like, that's a doozy or like, Oh, another bucket. <laughs> <laughs> so many buckets. So many buckets. Wow. Yeah, dude, that'd be pretty fun. Um, what else should we talk about? We we had an activation last Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not related to the reason we missed the episode. Loosely um, related. We did, well, somewhat related. We we went for a Fairmont bar activation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, turned oh. up to the lobby bar. They when I walked into <laughs> the lobby bar, Eric, uh, sans your arrival to hunker down at a table. The live band was playing Funky Town, and okay. it felt like I was in like a Star Wars movie because they had like kind of some Christmassy vibes, but not really. It was kind of posh, but not really. Mm-hmm. And then there was mm-hmm. live music, but they were playing catchy music, and I thought, "What's going on here?" <laughs> yeah, that place just reminds me of like corporate holiday parties because mm-hmm. everyone's like kind of like business casual and like. like Oh God, like Bob, Bob's getting footloose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like Bob from accounting is like, you know, moving his hips. <laughs> this is awkward. And, uh, you know, it's hard to get a table, but luckily, luckily for me and LP, we pulled up just as you guys were about to leave. And then we went, let's just say the tab got reopened. Mm-hmm. I love reopening the tab. When you turn to the server and say, we're going to reopen the tab. So fun. Especially I love that. The- they have to go back to the hostess and then tell the hostess and then the hostess has to tell the table, the group waiting that their table actually isn't ready. <laughs> oh, that is it's pretty like, funny. Everybody has to hit command Z like down the chain. Mm-hmm, exactly. Bartender has to like start immediately pouring another Bud Light. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's one thing I actually liked about the bar. Ty. We had table side Bud pour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, normally they do it behind the bar which in this case was like 300 yards away mm-hmm. um, but for us they walked this nice little um, bottle over to us poured bottle it service. Right, 
Yeah, bottle service. We have bottle service at the fair, Montai. Bud Light bottles. Just no bottles. sparklers. No, no, no flashing. Those like flashlights that they have at club. Dude, that would be such a funny request though to pop a sparkler in the Bud Light. Say oh. like, yo, it. You could get the server to do it. It's my birthday, or here's a twenty. Can you just like do this for the scene? Do it for the scene. That would be nice. I would love to do something like that one day. I've never like had the opportunity to have any kind of sparkler in my life. What? You yeah. you've had a sad childhood then, Eric. When have you had a sparkler other than a birthday? I mean, you you just encounter sparklers. People bring them to New Year's parties, weddings. Oh, I've, I've encountered them, but I've I've never been the subject of a sparkler. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, I, for your birthday, I'll shove a sparkler into your your BMT. <laughs> Big meaty tush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Wow. wow, I love that tie. Thank you. Um Yeah, what did what did you drink? We had Bud Lights. I had a espresso martini, some some table nuts. <laughs> yeah, I love table nuts. I was stuffed. I had like a few courses prior to that arrival, so I could barely get into the wasabi peas, but uh, pri- prior to your arrival, I was, um, so, sorry, sorry, I just think I think it was really funny when I sat down and then you like, like moved the bowl of wasabi peas over to me and you're like, they drop these like nuts off. You want them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, airdrop at delivery. The the cocktail menu was uh, a little lackluster, I thought, but I still ordered one. Uh, it was like they, I said I got this like hibiscus champagne beverage that, uh, in retrospect, it was far too feminine for me, but uh, it's still fun to take for a spin. <laughs> I I saw the snap you sent me, and you were holding like it looked like a mini like goblet or something, mm-hmm. and uh, and your your bay had like a girly. It looked pretty girly, and I, I immediately assumed that you had swapped the drinks for the photo. Are you telling me that you actually ordered the girlier drink, or yeah, no, is the I, goblet in question the girly one? Uh, I hate to drop this truth bomb on you, Eric, but I, in fact, ordered the more feminine of the two beverages. And this is the <laughs> biggest problem with cocktail bars that they don't like. I love the ones that put a little silhouette of the glassware next to the beverage because I usually can't dissect what like cocktail topography their like weird take on the gnt is until <laughs> i see the glassware and then i can see like if it's like a chody glass that's for a man if it's a long slender curvy glass that's for a woman uh mm. i don't make those rules up those are gender stereotypes around glassware feel free to break them um i mean just... Ty, you you nailed it i mean the shorter the glass the the wider and shorter it is the manlier it is and that's because it's, that's where a stiff drink gets poured and Women always mm-hmm. take a sip and they're always like, oh, it's so strong. How can you drink this shit? Blech. And you say, you Blech. say, babe, it's, uh, it's from the barrel. <laughs> it's barrel aged. This is barrel aged uh, right here. And you take a big whiff of that. <sighs> yeah. 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 Dude, you got to force, force it down because your, your manhood is on the line. If you can't stomach that, um, kibiki, then, um, your ass is on the curb after that. Um, but I think there's like a couple levels, like, there is a little dainty little glass on a stem is usually the girliest, but then I think like the long slender 
highball is kind of like a like non-binary option. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like the martini is also a non-binary option. Thanks to James Bond. Before James Bond, that, that was also pretty feminine looking because it kind of reminds me of like um, like uh, Sex and the City moms. Mm. You know? Yes, yes. In a way, like the James Bond is doing for the martini what Harry Styles is doing for <laughs> skirts. You know, <laughs> I was like, I was like hoping you weren't gonna say Kid Cudi in the dress because <laughs> that's that's a little too far even for me, Ty. But yeah, yeah, Harry Styles with the painted nails. I think we can all get behind straight men alike. I think so. Like that, you want to paint my nails? Usually, my yeah, nails maybe. are a little red or orange from my foot long. But yeah, makes me want to just lift up Harry's skirt and you know see what he's working with. <laughs> see what's Harry under there? Yeah. A little, ha- little Harry under there. <laughs> Yuck! Uh, I don't like where this conversation's going. The point is, I ordered a feminine beverage. It wasn't worth the money. It cost like twenty three dollars. Um, I'm so usually, me... yeah. So this is really funny because things are starting to add up. On uh, not on your favorite tie, but you ordered a girly drink, and from what I remember, Bay paid for it. <laughs> care care to explain yourself? <laughs> <laughs> it does look like I'm the one being wined and dined. Uh, <laughs> yes. So the information you're missing, Eric, is prior to your arrival, I I paid the first bill and I paid oh. opt the the card down for the dinner bill prior, which was like three X, even like the most expensive cocktail at least. So I, I had already <laughs> my rocket was skint by that point. Oh man, I love that you had to defend yourself there, Ty. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> good for you. I'm happy that you had a great night. And um, for the folks listening, do you care to share any details of your dinner activation oh uh it was a pretty simple evening i was posted up at the bar at nightingale uh heard a few about the table side olives got a few of the different pastas you know the deal i didn't get i didn't dabble in pizzas <laughs> i had a lot of pizza previously that week um it's the same thing as like the the pizza sub you know you can only get it so frequently Although for mm. some people, the pizza sub is the only sub on the menu. Pizza sub, actually, I kind of <laughs> retract what I said earlier about the pizza sub wearing off. Pizza sub lovers, Eric, that's the only, they don't even see a menu. They just eat the pizza sub. Have you noticed that? Yeah, a lot of people who, I think a lot of people who eat at Subway don't see the menu. <laughs> and I'm, just, I'm starting to think, like, is it a, is it a symptom of, like, like not knowing exactly what the sandwich will look like, kind of like in the bar situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like I don't know what the silhouette of this like steak and cheese is going to be. So I'm just going to go for the pizza sub. You know what I mean? I think so. Like you, <laughs> there's two camps of people. There's like your traditionalist, which is like the, they, they only see pizza subway. They, they don't see the other options, right? Yeah. And then you have your yeah. more like progressive types, a little bit more experimental. The, I would call them like the, chicken teriyaki six nines you know teriyaki (laughs) um they're like really making some weird shit and they're getting in a little trouble for doing it uh Mm -hmm. so pick what side of the point you're on eric i know you're a traditionalist i like to think of myself as pursuit of novelty so 
That's right. I am a traditionalist as well. No, I am the traditional of this podcast. It's kind of like at a bar as well. You get like the classics. You know what I mean? Like when you get the cocktail menu, it's like it's Mm -hmm. broken up into the classics and then also like our our signature. So it's like you get a martini maybe. And then on the other side, you get like, oh, this is the uh, yuzu martini or some shit. And like we invented that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I don't, I don't usually dabble. Yeah, I, I don't usually dabble because I like to go with what I'm used to, Ty. And that's how I know it's good because I've had a hundred of them already. And when mm-hmm. it's like a nine out of ten, I will I will know. <laughs> I guess so. But if you've had it a hundred times, you're just <clears> repeating <throat> an experience you like for yourself. How do you know that there aren't better experiences out there? How do you know that mm. maybe combining guac with tuna isn't the best sandwich you've ever had unless you try? Mm. I mean, that is a great perspective and a healthy one, Ty, an adventurous one. I can see, mm. I can see why you have so many friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it depends on, on my mood, I guess. Like if I'm in a, you know, I want to be in a comfortable scenario mm-hmm. and I want to, you know, I don't want. I don't want to have to like make any new decisions today. Tonight, I'm all about winding down and mm-hmm. relaxing with a nice glass. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be. It'll be from the um, from the bookmarks, you know. Mm-hmm. The pursuit of comfort. That there's nothing more relaxing to Eric than a warm, steamy bite of BMT in his mouth. <laughs> exactly. No matter where you are in the world, Ty, you order a footlong bourbon cheese BMT. Mm-hmm with southwest sauce or Mm. or an equivalent you know sometimes you don't always get the name (laughs) the name brand um but you know get that with some sweet onion boom bada bing bada boom i'm i'm uh you know i'm back in chinatown (laughs) Mm. comfort food baby i wonder if eric's heart rate is going up or going down as he bites into (laughs) his favorite his go-to foot long Mm, I guess he relaxing. Yeah, <laughs> my heart rate slows down dangerously, but also I my my breathing increases, so it's kind of like the double negative there. Mm, some heavy panting. Exactly. Wow. Wow. I feel like we got through a lot today, King. How about you? We covered a myriad of topics today, Ty. Um, hopefully, one of which at least was interesting to the listener. <laughs> mm, I hope so too. Yeah, it, it probably had to do with your girly drinks. I think that was the highlight of the show. Maybe for you, I like talking about FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. St- statistics will show that most people will probably identify with a FIFA conversation mm-hmm. than your um, little rose goblet. <laughs> Not gonna overrated guys. Like, get over it. <laughs> They're just kicking a ball around. It'd be way harder <laughs> if they there was less people on the field. It was smaller, and they had to throw the ball in a hoop. I think that'd be more interesting. Mm. I would love to see you do anything with your feet, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got moves. I would love to see it. Yeah, your foot. Well, breadheads. I've been foot longing for some for your feet for a long time, Ty, and <laughs> and I'm not talking about. Your actual feet. I'm talking about your footlong order. Yeah. Well, we're overdue for a subway visit. We sure are. Maybe Wednesday we'll get a sub. 
We should eat, drink, and watch the game in the studio live on air. I think that'd be pretty cool. What a trifecta. Mm -hmm. Well, King, it's been a pleasure. Breadheads, thank you. Thank you, Breadheads. (laughs) Ciao. Ciao.